Get the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music guide you through the opaque world of venture capital and reveal all the ways you can source capital for your company's growth. It all starts right here with Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music on VC Confidential. Welcome to VC Confidential. I'm Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with my co-host and partner at Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music. Together, we are the managing director of the Sibylla Masters Fund. You can learn more about that at masters.vc. Hi, Jillian. It's really great to be starting each week with you here on VC Confidential. Hi, Ann. Same here. So what's on your mind this week? Well... Oddly, I've been thinking about org charts, you know, organization charts. Usually we think about money, but now let's think about how venture capital firms are organized. In other words, what goes into the org chart? There are several ways. In fact, I think there's so many different ways that venture Mm -hmm. capital investment firms are structured. So in the interest of helping our listeners understand the inner workings of venture capital firms, particularly if they're thinking of becoming investors, I think it'd be a good idea to explain some of those inner workings so that they, both the investors and the entrepreneurs get a good idea of where they and everyone else can fit in. Okay. We can do that. Let's start with the moving parts of a venture capital investment company, you know, the titles, if you will. Uh, and then we could talk about how we th- they work together. Um, sure. I will start. Okay. With the fund itself. The fund, usually capital F. This term refers to the Limited Liability Corporation, which is formed to receive investment capital, invest that capital, pay for the management of operations, and return capital to the investors, otherwise known as ROI. Investors are limited partners in the fund, and as such, they have rights and responsibilities, which are spelled out in both the subscription agreement and the limited partner agreement. We'll talk about various types of investors and other players inside the fund in a few minutes, but I also just want to refer our listeners back to uh, the couple of episodes previous where we've talked about exactly how those those documents are written and what goes into them. they might want to keep an eye on. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so yes, go go pick those older uh, podcasts up and uh, listen through that as well. Uh, we have a two-part series on what the documents will look like when you first join a fund. And again, remember, these are just overviews. There are so many nuances and uh, individual customizations. This is just a general idea of how it all works. So a fund is a limited partnership right? Not an LLC, a limited partnership, an LP. In our case, the VC fund management company is a limited liability corporation. So this is the company that launches and operates the funds. Um, Note everybody that when Anne talked about uh, what it is that a fund does, nowhere did she say that a fund employs people and then manages itself. That's right. they assign a general partner to manage it, and a general partner is something we'll talk about you know, in just a few seconds. So here's the deal. The fund is a limited partnership, 
and then it hires, if you will, a fund management company, and that's, in our case, a limited liability corporation known as Outlines Venture Group. Now, we know these VC names, such as Andreas and Horowitz, uh, Benchmark, Sequoia Capital. Now, every fund that these companies launch is a separate limited partnership. Right. And this could get confusing, which is why organization charts are kind of a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The term fund refers to each one of those funds launched by the management company. That's right. So in our case, right, just examples as we go, right, the management company is Outlines Venture Group, which you and I have operated for almost a decade now, Anne. Right, it's been under- that long. Wow. Yeah, we're getting old while we sit here, my dear. So let's do it well. <laughs> now, when we launched our fund, the master's fund, we created a limited partnership. And that limited partnership's legal name is Sibylla Masters Fund LP. And that was named in honor of the first inventor to receive a patent in the Americas. Yes, and I'll emphasize that Sibylla Masters was the first inventor, not the first female inventor, whose invention was awarded a patent in any of the colonies and in what would eventually become the United States. Mm -hmm. But that patent was awarded to her husband because that's how it was for women then. Her husband, God bless him, insisted that it be written a patent awarded to Thomas Masters for an invention found out by his wife, Sibylla Wrighton Masters. With that patent in 1715, long before we became a nation, um, America's first inventor to receive a patent was a woman. Except she said she didn't receive it. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Sibylla's second invention received a patent as well. You can read more about that on our website, masters.vc. It's a really good story. Now, I just got to take a side note here that even though the Americans formed the United States of America with our Constitution in 1789, women did not receive the right to vote until 1920, may I say, 131 years later, and black women not till 1964. Well into our own lifetimes, Jillian. I know, it's astounding. As I said, that's how it was for women then. And I could go on and on, but you know what? I digress. <laughs> Back to the business at hand. Uh, you were saying, Julie? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, a good rant is important to keep us focused on the end goal. And now at the Master's Fund, we fund women guiding diverse teams, building better ways to live and work together. When you unpack that statement, our mission is clear and our goal is to leave the world a slightly better place than they found it. So also noteworthy is that the public-facing name of our fund Now, also noteworthy is that the public-facing name of our fund is the Master's Fund, not the Sibylla Master's Fund. As managers of the Sibylla Master's Fund, we at Outlines Venture Group, the general uh, general partner, right, we uh, trademark that name, Master's Fund. It's simply a marketing tool. It helps us to raise capital, to become known among entrepreneurs, our colleagues, the general public, and here's why. Many people do not know that Sibylla is a woman's name. They're not sure how to pronounce Sibylla, and they often can't remember how to spell it. To make the fund name simple and memorable, we, the managing directors, trademarked the name Master's Fund. 
And by the way, to make it easy for people to remember how to find us online, the name of our website is masters.vc. All these terms can be created and trademarked and used by the fund managers who are known as either the general partner, that's the company, or the managing director, a term I've just used, right, in order to conduct the business. Okay, so we've described a fund which is launched, marketed, and operated by a management company. Now, let's talk about the people who do this work. Next up, the term general partner and the term managing director. And you already used used those terms. Yep, I did. I did. So general partner is the legal term for the company that manages a venture capital firm. Remember, the company. A fund pays a general partner, another company, an annual fee. It's generally based on the assets under management, also known as AUM. There are a lot of um, little sniglets in this industry. Don't let them overwhelm you. Just say, speak English, tell me what that means. So again, AUM, assets under management. Okay. The general partner is uh, hired to manage the operations of the fund. Operations include naming the funds, we discussed that above, marketing that fund to both qualified investors to obtain the capital that you have to deploy, right, to entrepreneurs to gain some deal flow, uh, as well as to colleague VCs that optimize the fund's deal flow. It, It means gaining access to the best deals, right? You want to work with others. All those players and many more need to be contacted. So it includes assembling and managing a team to perform the actual work required to operate a fund and for this fund to return a really solid ROI to investors. So this includes sourcing, managing, and compensating, among many others, the venture partners. Okay, I have have one question. I mean, that's all really clear, but is a general partner, is it always a company? Yes, the general partner is the company. It's the LLC in our case, the Outlines Venture Group LLC. Now, you and I are that company. So, yes, the term managing directors refers to the individuals who perform the actual work and manage the operation of fund. At the master's fund, you and I, Anne and I, right, serve as the managing directors. We work for Outlines Venture Group. The Master's Fund pays Outlines Venture Group to serve as the general partner, and Outlines Venture Group assigns Anne and myself to do that work, right? We do that work at. So we have assembled a team of experts to help us source the deals, complete due diligence, support and advise the portfolio companies once they're funded, and that group is called Venture Partners. We you and I are charged mm-hmm. with establishing and operating the fund and we're responsible for the returns, uh, air quotes, profits of the fund mm-hmm. returns to investors. Um, uh, in short, the success of the fund is in the hands of the managing directors who work for the general partners. So those are true key roles. Now, yes. we, we need to go to a break. So let's wrap this one up and get to the venture partner. You got it. In our next so- section. 
Okay, so here the terminology is not always precise. Some people who manage funds call themselves individually, also the general partner or general partners, right? They put it on their business cards and the like, right? Others use the term managing director. The managing director is hired by the general partner company, so they may or may not be one and the same person. In our case, for example, you and I, Anne, are partners at Outlines Venture Group, LLC, Right? We are also the humans whose job it is to operate the similar master's fund. And we've chosen to use the term managing director of the master's fund on our business card. We might just as easily have chosen the other terminology, general partner. Got it. General partner is the company hired by the fund. Managing directors and sometimes GPs are the titles used by the people who are the senior leadership team of that fund. So we need to go to a break after that. Let's review the role of the limited partner, which is the term that refers to investors in VC funds, and also get on to venture partners. This is VC Confidential. We'll be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. We are so glad you joined us today for a discussion of the structure of venture capital funds, meaning the org chart. So before the break, we talked about how uh, the general partner and the managing directors are tasked with their roles um, and the general partner generally being a company as well. Now, we hear the term LP thrown around a lot. That is limited partner. That refers to the investors. Let's talk about what roles LPs have in managing the fund. Actually, okay, so none. Yep. <laughs> I was going to say, not in managing the fund, right? Yeah. But here's what they do. Right. The upside, limited partners receive benefits of the returns which the fund earns on investments. In other words, that's the return on investment, that ROI. They have some obligations, right? The limited partners' active responsibilities are to get the capital that they committed to invest when they signed that subscription agreement. Remember, go back and listen to that in our previous shows. And they've got to get that capital into the fund in a timely manner when the capital calls are made. 
right? Their legal responsibilities are largely focused on what they shouldn't do. And what they should not do is anything nefarious or outside the copious laws and regulations that govern venture capital firms. So super important to read all of that when you sign the subscription agreement. Make sure you fit inside what you should be doing and who you are and so on as a limited partner in a venture capital firm. Now, when limited partners sign the subscription agreement, they are agreeing to abide by the terms of the limited partner agreement. This is not the subscription agreement. That's where they subscribe or request permission to become a, a limited partner. They are agreeing to abide by the terms of the limited partner agreement, the document that guides the operations of the general partner company. So they authorize things too when they sign the subscription agreement. When investors sign an agreement to become a limited partner of a fund, each investor assigns all the management duties and the decision-making powers to the general partner. This includes providing the general partner with a limited power of attorney to sign on behalf of themselves as a limited partner and all limited partners in only and exclusively, by the way, matters pertaining to the fund. So this is a limited power of attorney, but it's important to note that that's what they've done. That's the authorization portion. Without getting into a full glossary of all the terms, um, as we are focusing now on how VC firms are structured in this episode of VC Confidential, I'd like to just say that limited partners in a VC fund do not usually wire over the entire investment at one time. It's invested in portions over time. And mm -hmm. when managing directors call for installments of capital, the terminology used is making a capital call. Generally, limited partners will receive an email and perhaps a follow-up email stating the sum date on which the capital is due. Yeah, and sometimes even a phone call, whatever it takes and however they've agreed to do this. Okay, so that's the limited partners. Now, yep. let's talk about venture partners. All right, venture partners. So venture partners are not actually partners in either the fund or the general partner company that manages the fund, right? They are advisors to the general partner. Venture partners are often, but not always, limited partners. That means investors in the fund. Venture partners are brought into a fund or into, I should say, the general partner of a fund to help with the management of a fund because they have either access to other investors who will also become limited partners, or they might have ex you know, this expertise in specific verticals in which that fund is interested. Now, in our case with the Master's Fund, our venture partners are experienced in fintech and financial services, consumer-facing marketing, other forms of digital marketing, and so on. They have all of this global experience. We bring them in because of their expertise. Now, the work performed by a venture partner is generally compensated by a share of the carry. I'm going to repaint a verbal picture of what we've covered so far so our listeners don't lose any threads because, yeah, this gets a little bit complex, um, especially as each fund can be a little bit different or each general partner company can run the funds a little bit differently. The overarching entity is a general partner. 
That's the term. It's a legal term. It is uh, stated in the documents. In our case, this company is called Outlines Venture Group. Mm -hmm. The general partner manages one or more funds. In our case, our fund is called the Master's Fund. Its full legal name being the Sibylla Master's Fund LP. Now, you have added venture partners to the mix. They are sourced by and compensated by the general partner, Outlines Venture Group, in our case. That's right. So the fund pays an annual fee that ranges from about 2% to as much as 5%. That's the highest fee that I've heard to date, but there may be more. To the And that fund pays the fee to the general partner to operate the fund. The general partner hires outsource providers and maybe even in-house providers, right? Depending on the size of the fund, whether you're going to outsource or have everybody come in-house, right? There, these outsource providers or in-house folks might be legal counsel, accounting, back office management services, right? The general partner sources and compensates the venture partners from a portion of the carry. There's that term again, the carry. Let's yeah. define that, okay? From investopedia.com. And we're quoting now, carried interest is a share of any profits that the general partners of private equity and hedge funds uh, receive as compensation, regardless of whether they contribute any initial funds. In other words, it's their pay for the work. Uh, you might call yeah. it carried interest acts as a type of performance fee, and it acts to motivate the fund's overall performance. That's so the right. term carry is just jargon that has been developed from the larger term carried interest. Exactly. Yeah. So thanks for that. And that's important to understand all this terminology uh, and get a good sense of how all the companies and the individuals come to work together. Money is always on everyone's mind in this business. You know, entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who need to raise capital, investors who invest their capital in hopes of receiving not only that originally invested capital back in their hands, but also a reasonable profit for the risk they are taking with that capital. So let's talk a bit about compensation. Who, who pays whom for what? <laughs> okay. So, all right. Part one. The fund pays the general partner to manage the fund. The general partner invoices the fund for that sum and generally bases those invoices on a percentage of the carried interest, also known as the carry, right, earned by that fund. So I've heard of carried interest that runs as low as 10 or 15% in massive firms in which the general partner manages a billion dollars or more, right, or even hundreds of millions and so on. And I've heard that carried interest charges being as much as 30% as well. The usual and customary percentage is about 20%. 20%, you usually call it the two and 20, right? 20% is the usual and customary, of, and that piece of the carried interest is paid to the general partner. That's the compensation that's based on performance. And now part two, the general partner shares a portion of that carried interest with venture partners in exchange for the venture partner's effort to support the fund Right. Sometimes they bring in new capital and maybe they will uh, do some advisory services to the fund itself, as well as to the portfolio companies. Now, I've seen 
the share of the carried interest shared with those venture partners to be as low as zero. The general partner does not share the carry. And I've seen it to be as high as 40%. The venture partners work under the managing directors. Those are the individuals who work for and with that general partner, right? They source deals. They perform due diligence. um, They support companies, uh, the portfolio companies, once they are funded. These venture partners receive a return on investment from their own investments in the fund because usually venture partners are also investors, limited partners, right? And when the general partner is sharing the carry, they receive an additional payment from this share of the carry. It kind of sweetens the pot for their efforts. Gosh, I think I'm following this. I could use, I could use a scorecard, you know? Yep. Like, like a, a, That's why we like, keep wrapping it up and stating yeah. it again, right? Because it's hard yeah. to follow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we've got about a minute before we have to go to our second break. Uh, so could we talk about uh, a little bit about the team members who are not venture partners. Absolutely. So depending on the size of the fund, in-house hires, you know, employees or outsource providers are also, you know, required to manage a fund. A CFO, for example, might be in-house or outsourced. The role may be taken on by one of the managing directors of venture partners, even in the most massive firms. Sometimes this is the case. You've got to be qualified, of course. In our case, the master's fund, uh, you know, our, one of our venture partners is a highly qualified CFO and she serves as a CFO for the fund. This CFO is compensated from a portion of the carry in addition to the shared carry we discussed above. Okay, now we do need to take a break, and I know there are a number of other roles, so we will get to those after the break. This is VC Confidential, and we'll be right back. More ways you can source capital for your company's growth on VC Confidential is coming up. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. 
Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music are back with the inside scoop on what VCs are thinking and where they are investing today and tomorrow on VC Confidential, only on WMR.FM. Welcome back to VC Confidential. Today, Jillian and I are talking about the organization chart that funds, venture capital funds uh, are organized around which mm-hmm. I guess is why they call it an org chart. Um, so <laughs> we've, all, we've talked about the general partner. We've talked about the um, managing directors. We've talked about the venture partners. We've talked about the CFO key role. Now, what else? Well, let's see. There are a number of roles, uh, usually outsourced, but not always. Again, if the fund gets large enough, you bring all this stuff in-house and so on. So these roles can include, but they're certainly not limited to folks, fund administrator. These are the folks who manage the back office, including things like, I don't know, bookkeeping, uh, supporting with the numerous legal filings uh, required of the fund, uh, much more. Other outsource providers include investor relations firms. These companies would help to introduce the fund to potential investors. Analysts who might review everything from the performance of companies who apply to obtain funding, that would be part of due diligence, uh, portfolio companies who have received funding. This helps make sure the portfolio is on track to return a solid IRR, excuse me, a solid ROI to those investors, and even the performance of the fund itself, and not maybe even but perhaps most importantly, the fund itself. Auditors, of course, uh, legal counsel, kind of round out our short list of these uh, providers. Right. And as you said, um, they could be out and often are outsourced. And then not necessarily, in, right. It, yeah, not necessarily. In, in larger firms, they may be actually roles in those firms. So it's a pretty long list. How are these outsourced providers compensated? So when outsourced, um, and even when in-house, the costs of these operations, in other words, these uh, this labor cost as well as other things, right, these come in addition to an annual fee for operating the fund we mentioned above. The general partner invoices the fund for the costs of the providers, such as these accountants and auditors and legal counsel professionals. And of course, there are other costs like, you know, whining and dining potential investors and travel and so on. A little less now in the pandemic, but, you know, you get the idea. All of these costs to operate the fund reduce the investable capital available to the general partner. This is why venture capital firms must look for companies that can return at a minimum a 10x ROI to the fund. So we've looked at things in in two different ways. Things like the carry come out of the profits of the company. Things like the fees to kind of pay these managing directors to do all this work, they come sometimes from kind of the top line investment, like somebody puts in a million bucks and 2% could come out of that. Sometimes the 2% is calculated on top of the million bucks. Either way, the investor has paid that money. Then the fund itself is charged again for all these additional expenses of things like bookkeepers and accountants and auditors and uh, attorneys and so on and so forth. This reduces the amount of capital that, you know, has been put into the whole thing and now is available to make investments. If the fund's goal, and it usually is, 
the case, right? To return a 3x ROI to the investors, the deals must return an average of at least a 10x ROI to make that possible. The rest go to pay for the expenses of the fund. That's absolutely right. And as eight out of 10 deals will fail entirely, meaning the companies, or limp along, and one deal will carry the average conventional VC fund. This is why VC funds look exclusively for companies that can, be, can become the next unicorn. This is the conventional business model. Let's review. Eight out of 10 of the companies they invest in will fail entirely. Jillian, there has to be a better way. Yes, and there is. Now, I want to point out again, this is not a bad way. It's just one way. And again, conventional venture capital was designed to and continues to serve a tiny sliver of companies across the planet very, very well. They are not designed to and therefore do not serve well. This, this you know, investment model does not serve well almost all the other remaining companies, like 96% of them. There are solid ways to invest in and therefore capitalized companies that can remain privately held. They can grow in a more manageable level and scale. They do not all have to be unicorns. Unicorns, by their very definition, are rare. And that brings us past conventional capital as uh you know what was it with with honors to dr seuss or dr Seuss as his name was apparently <laughs> right um on beyond conventional venture capital we find better ways to fund a broad base of early stage technology companies who are leveraging the software that's going to power the next big thing in order to build decent companies and we call that venture capital with structured exits. More about that next time. You betcha. And that's a wrap for this episode of VC Confidential. We invite you to join us each Tuesday for a new episode as we take a deep dive into the opaque world of venture capital and share learnings and ideas on the inner workings of this shrouded corner of business finance known as venture capital. We'd like to thank our producers at WMR.FM for taking a chance on our new show, VC Confidential. You can listen to future shows right here on WMR.FM and in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you like to get your podcasts. You will find all of our CEO Coach podcasts there as well. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are so glad you joined us on VC Confidential. You can find out more about us at Outlines venture.com. Till next week. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let webmasterradio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. Webmasterradio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm.